Briefly, we want to let you know that you'll find the most current legislative updates at the end of this program and after the presentations. My name is John Beethan, a friend of Vance. And the men and women who serve our nation deserve our support today, tomorrow, and always. Visit Vance today at vanc.me. And this was recorded on May 1st, 2023 at the first Monday meeting. And this is Caitlin Seward. And she's the executive director at RAINS, R-E-I-N-S, which features a program called Reigns of Valor, offering a community-based program for active duty military members and veterans to come and receive equine-assisted therapy and create camaraderie to help navigate the transition between the two. Well, we're just going to jump right in today. Caitlin, why don't you just start us off? You can see right here that she uh, does Reigns of Valor, but she's going to tell us all about it. Okay, I don't know if you guys can all hear me because I don't know what this microphone does. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Okay. I'm Caitlin Seward. I'm the Executive Director of Rain's Therapeutic Horsemanship Program. Thank you for having us today. Um, we offer adaptive riding lessons for those that are disabled or have a, a diagnosis of some sort. We are a 501c3 nonprofit located in Fallbrook about 15 minutes from Camp Pendleton. So we're, we're pretty close. We've been around since 1984 and service about 180 disabled families a week. So we're very busy. Um, but we just in January opened up our uh, new mental health expansion program for veterans and active duty military. And kind of the reason behind this is my husband um, got out of the military as a recon marine about 12 years ago. The transition was vastly difficult. <laughs> Going from a war zone to uh, getting out within three months was really difficult on the family. And, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy for him. Uh, so being at Reigns actually really helped the both of us. I, he didn't really have a job. I needed volunteers <laughs> and stall cleaners. He came down, and the, the um, impact it had on him was tremendous. And our family as a whole, uh, being so close to Camp Pendleton and Naval Weapons Station, um, I found it uh, crazy that we don't have something like that right there. And so I decided about six years ago to push forward with a veterans and military program with that uh, transition support in mind. So um, if we want to switch slides really quick, I'll kind of start at the beginning with our original mission to support the physical, mental, and emotional health of disabled children and adults through equine-assisted activities. Um, so like I said, we offer 180 lessons a week, but with this added program, our goal is to offer at least 150 uh, veterans, mil active duty military um, per month. That That's my my shoot for the stars. Um, next slide. Um, so we have 21 specially trained therapy horses that offer our services, both mounted and unmounted. Uh, they include two half horses, <laughs> two mini horses that we take uh, for outreach programs to schools, senior care centers, um, any, anybody that wants to have us come and show off and talk about our programs for outreach. Uh, we take those horses with us. Uh, next slide. Okay, so do you guys, who in here has worked with horses? 
not, not too many. Okay, so what does this mean? equine assisted services. So the horses spend, uh, physically, the horses offer about 170 neurological signals to and from the brain every step that they take. So for somebody that's physically impacted, that is giving them the exercise that they need that they're not going to get in their chair with crutches or uh, sitting at home, not, not moving at all. Um, they offer a three-dimensional movement that cannot be um, mimicked by a man-made machine. Horses are the only ones that can offer three-dimensional movement to uh, elaborate the walking stride, the natural movement, okay? Um, for emotionally, those that have, um, you know, a, a, a PTSD or other kind of challenges that they're living with, horses are naturally prey animals, which, which make them hypervigilant, which make them uh, very aware of what's going on around them, and also make them respond to things very quickly. So say somebody has uh, goes into the arena and they're holding anxiety, they're holding anger, that horse is going to take off, right? Well, there's your instant feedback. That person knows, I'm scaring that horse. What do I need to do to change myself so that horse doesn't run? So they may get some feedback from a therapist that's there or an equine specialist for mental health and learning. Um, they might say, okay, I want you to take 10 deep breaths. The second they do that, the horse is going to turn around and look at them. There's your instant feedback. They've elicited a change with that handler. That, and that kind of feedback, you can't get from anything else. People, they give feedback all the time, verbally, <laughs> mostly. Um, but, you know, a lot of people that are working through some, some emotional trouble, they don't want that feedback, you know, it makes them posture up a little bit. Where horses are that non-judgmental, um, that non-judgmental tool, if you will, uh, to give you that information. And um, talk therapy is very effective. However, how many of you want to go to talk therapy? <laughs> it doesn't happen very often, right? Like you're just, you don't want to go there all the time. But if you're going out to a ranch, you're going out. You're going to brush a horse. You don't have to talk to anybody, but you're still getting information back from those animals. It's a holistic point of view that, um, that we crave naturally. So that's what RAINS can provide for our active duty and uh, veteran communities. That's something that you can't get anywhere else. Next slide. Um, so there's a lot of benefits uh, that are listed here. Exercise, cardiovascular, flexibility, strength, um, emotional validation, uh, increased range of motion physically, speech and sound production, um, uh, cognitive benefits, vestibular benefits, and co increased confidence. And that confidence comes from not just riding the horse, but working with them on the ground. So why do we use horses? I think I talked about that quite a bit already. Um, but there's a, a variety of horses that come from different, well, come from different backgrounds. All of them come from different backgrounds. But we have a mixture of horses that were rounded up from the wild who have that undomesticated point of view. We also have horses that have been in captivity forever. We have horses like the ponies that want to go everywhere we go like a dog. Um, so we can utilize all those different backgrounds for those, from those animals depending on who we're working with and what we see the need is. Next slide. Um, so for the, dis the therapeutic riding standpoint, these are some of the top uh, diagnoses that we service. Number one is autism. Number two is Down syndrome and has been for 
the whole time, the last 20 years I've been there. Uh, and then we offer uh, services to pretty much anybody that has a diagnosis, even if it's not listed here. Uh, those that are born with and those that happen later in life. People with strokes, spinal cord injuries, traumatic brain injuries. Um, you, you have it, we can serve it. Go ahead. Um, so the target populations for equine-assisted learning and equine-assisted psychotherapy, veterans, active duty military, we also are offering a displaced foster youth program, um, and then those living with PTSD and anxiety. Uh, physically, those that cannot ride, they might be have some contraindications to actually mounted activities. Um, we're also servicing those with addiction. A lot of these uh, comorbidities uh, go hand in hand and you might have three or four of these things going on in the same client, and we can address all of them. Okay, so what does it look like when you get there and you want to do some active uh, equine-assisted learning, right? First, you're going to arrive and meet with your instructor and mental health provider if you're doing um, the equine-assisted psychotherapy. We're going to go through a safety brief and a plan for action for that day. Very important. Um, you're going to go into the workspace and meet your animals. Uh, they might be totally loose, and you're going to walk out, and even, whether you know horses or not, you're going to walk up to them. Or you're going to stand there frozen, and they're going to walk up to you. Um, that is no talking among people. That We don't want any kind of verbal communication happening so that the horses kind of get you know, the true picture of who they're working with. Then they're going to have a main activity. So it might be just haltering a horse, putting the halter is like the collar for a dog. Um, it might just be walking up and haltering the horse. We aren't going to tell you how to do it. <coughs> However you do it is fine, but the mission is accomplished. And then you could take your experience from having to tackle that one little activity. You know, some people go, I don't want to halter that horse. It reminds me from when I was handcuffed. That's an actual quote. I don't want to halter that horse because it makes them feel captured, and I don't like that feeling. Um, I'm going to put the loop, the just loop the rope instead, so that they have a little bit of freedom. You know, you can take uh, a lot from just these simple little statements. Um, and then we're going to debrief and talk about what happened that day, and you know, think about what we learned and take that home with you, and apply it to what's happening at home, at work, with your comrades. Um, and then they're going to put the horses away and say goodbye and thank you. And most of the time they say, I'll see you later. I'll see you next week. Next slide. Okay, so how do you apply? Go to reinsprogram.org is your first stop for information. Specifically uh, for the equine-assisted learning mental health for our veterans at active duty, contact me directly. I gave you guys cards. Um, you can call the office number. I'm there usually. But I'm the one that's kind of setting up these sessions. So I can answer any questions you might have. I think that might be the last slide. Nope, not the last slide. <laughs> So we also have some consulting therapists that work with us um, for all of our mounted activities as well as unmounted. So we have a behavior therapist, uh, two physical therapists, an occupational therapist, and a speech therapist. And now we have our mental health professional for the youth programs. Um, we're hoping to add to that for specifically the veterans and military. That's great. Well, thank you. Let's open all up right. questions. Questions, anyone? Mark? Do you offer housing for veterans? No. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm sure somebody in here could refer us to somewhere that yeah, does. There we go. Any other questions? Yes. I was saying housing for veterans. Yeah. 
Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, there's right, there's right. your person. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... Um, is oh, it, one more sorry. over here. Is a mental health diagnosis enough, or do they need to have... Mental health is enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, covered under insurance? No, it is not. It is not uh, charged to the client at all. It is 100% scholarship-based. I think you needed to hear that. Yep. Pretty important. Yes, very important. Uh, currently, it's just the active duty dependents, but we're going to try and expand this program once we kind of get it going the way we need to. Currently, it's active duty or veterans? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Anybody else? Okay. Thank well, you. Thank you so much.